Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. So welcome aboard, Arthur. Thank you. To this Ask Alika podcast. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. One of them I really want to know, because you are in the, you own a successful boutique development agency, uh, and you do development apps and software apps and things like that. Can you tell us a bit more about, well, tell us a bit more about what you do now. Yeah, so um, as you said, we're a, a boutique app development software agency and we're in the business of getting stuff done um, digitally through apps and software. Um, we work with all, all companies, shapes and sizes from startups all the way through to established businesses and very fortunate to have a talented team behind me that's able to deliver some of the weird and wacky ideas that myself and our clients come up with. So yeah. Cool, man. Um, so you had an interesting journey, like you you know, you hear all those stories about guys building businesses from the bedrooms from the age of 14 mm. and then having a multi-million dollar empire at 21. Mm. Um, you actually spent quite a bit of time in the working world I did. before you ventured into business. Tell us about that. How did that all, you know, how did it all come about? Yeah, so we did, uh, did 16 years as, a, as an engineer, uh, building yep. uh, large construction projects and always had a love of technology and my story isn't as glamorous as a uh, you know my my road to fame and fortune but it, there was just an opportunity that presented where we had a chance to you know to acquire some very talented developers um mm-hmm. and basically the journey started from myself and two developers starting to develop you know software and apps for um for for cl- our clients awesome now did you do that um did you do it part-time first or did you jump jump straight into it just quit your job and no yeah, so um, I, I transitioned from working life as a as an employee to um, you know basically running the, mm. the the business hundred percent. So there was a transition period. So yeah, okay. I wasn't being an engineer and being someone that's a little bit risk uh, risk adverse. I, I sort of sat on the fence a little bit before I jumped across um, when I was confident enough. But how did you how did you do that though? Like, did you? have you know some savings aside for the transition because when you go full time i know because we did it i mean the salary just drops yeah. tremendously yeah. when you don't earn anything so half like literally how did you manage that yeah so um we, we run a very lean ship so um yeah everything had to start off with um you know uh, bootstrapping it a little bit um yeah. but obviously having to pay uh developers so i, I did have a little bit of uh, yep. in, uh seed money from um yep. you know stuff that i've saved and yeah, and nice. obviously a couple of seed investors so cool. um yeah cool man cool um so everyone that i know well not everyone that i know but people always come up to me and <laughs> they want to build the next best app yeah the next groundbreaking facebook app yeah. or google app or whatever um, what's the biggest ingredient for failure for these apps? You Thinking know, like, too big too soon, yeah. I think, is uh, yeah. is a trap that people <laughs> fall into. Um, yeah. Yeah. You've got to have a have an idea and try and validate it incrementally, not yep. try and conquer the world yep. um, without actually you know actually doing some trial and error along yeah. the way. So, what I tell a lot of my clients is it's ten percent a good idea and and then it's ninety percent execution. Execution so, where it's um, at. Yeah. I mean, like. <clears throat> how many, like do you get a lot of people saying oh I want to create the next Facebook absolutely or oh, SoundCloud like, yeah yeah I'll do it better yeah yeah well, I'll get, I'll get clients that have uh, come off the street thinking they're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg and um, 
unfortunately for a lot of the clients um yeah. they haven't done a lot of their research and due diligence and yeah. it it's a very quick google search about their idea and it's uh and it's uh, the home truth hits pretty quickly so yeah, um, yeah. yeah. No, no, i totally understand so all right so thinking too big um initially right initially. so how like is that is that like thinking too big in terms of the target market like because often people come to me and say i want to i want to dominate every single country i want to yeah. dominate globally is it the target market or is it the amount of features or is it both it's both um it's look we always tell our clients to do uh, appropriate due, due diligence and mm-hmm. go through discovery and, and all that um it's it's there's nothing wrong with thinking globally and thinking big yeah. but it's trying to break your ideas down into you know into into tangible bite sizes yeah um yeah we always try and encourage our clients to do some um you know to build a minimum viable product yeah and a lot of the times that's could be a web app of some sort where they can just test their market um do some split a b testing as well uh, and not to charge ahead and build a you know an app that costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars straight away so it's It's, it's all about, man, number one, to be managing their expectation and also just guiding them along the way to yeah. be able to do things incrementally. And more than having three grand. And more than having <laughs> three. That's generous. Two, <laughs> three grand to quote unquote invest yes. in, this, in this app. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. No, that makes sense. I, I totally believe in that because for me, I'm all about the niche. I'm all about starting out small, yeah. incrementally building. Uh, it's the same with websites or anything really in life. Okay, so... What, what's the biggest ingredient for success? For an app or for... Well, for yeah, to develop like an app or a piece of software. Um, if you, if, for those that want to commercialize mm-hmm. it, you know, regardless of what it's going to do, um, is it, the, is it the, the business acumen of the person? Is it the marketing? Is it the actual development? Is it having a, a plan for it? Yeah. Is it... Well, I think it's a combination of everything that you've said, but... Mm. I think it's really I think it's really giving things a go and really sitting down and planning yeah very tangible um, milestones along the way I think uh, you know like any any dream you've got to start by sitting down thinking Mm. writing writing everything that all your thoughts down on a bit of paper and doing that over and over and over again because you're never going to get the idea right the first time so Agreed. i mean you know have a have a little um a sketchbook or a, or a diary where you can just journal your ideas and just you know um do it yourself talk mm. to your trusted friends talk to people that are that you think are subject matter experts in yeah. the field just just you know because you don't know everything you've yeah. got to yeah so you think people are actually documenting actually writing down ideas thoughts plans yeah like actually documenting absolutely i think i think writing writing your ideas yeah. uh, your thoughts down on on, on pen or paper yeah. or, or just typing a journal on, on your computer or your yeah. ipad i think um yeah definitely writing things down helps it well it helps me anyway because it helps yeah, me right. to crystallize my thoughts okay and then map, map, mapping things out and then yeah. refining that yeah do people like is that something that people often don't do is, is that uh oh, yeah i mean a lot of people just come out and just tell me their idea and it's incohesive yep. it's it's uh it's the random. dream the dream is big i mean a lot of the times it starts off at a bit of as a bit of a scatter rant yeah um but when the you next big idea yeah but when you sit down and say look can you just you know you, you give them a, a form or something to fill they go oh no i can't fill it out because it's all in my head well it's, <laughs> it's no point just being in your head because if you're talking to you know trying to get 
you know, to win customers, to win investors, they're going to want to see something yeah. that's methodically put together. So. Yeah, not just like, I've got a great idea, it's yeah. in my head. Yeah. Just believe me. Yeah, yeah, heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> believe it. Um, I'm going to be Zucks. Okay, so what do you think is the most, well, I mean, we might have answered this already, like the most underrated part of developing your Mac. It could, you could have answered this with, you know, writing plans down. Or is there something else that's really underrated, something that people don't usually think about, whether it's wireframing or creating an MVP yeah, or whatever? Yeah. I think it's talking to people that know what they're doing. I mean, like yeah. the guys, my, my guys, uh, my development team at, at, at Hivem, um, we'll actually spend time um, with our clients and basically navigate them from a, an idea uh, through to developing, you know, like a bit of a workflow. So at least they can visually see yeah. their app coming to a fruition. So yeah. Um, it's you know also having a good development team to, to guide you and, and someone that to, that actually cares about your product. I think that's um, that's yeah. something that's really important. Yeah. Okay. So like with apps, is there like a because I know with custom websites, there's a scoping process. Yeah. Which is everything before the build stage. Yeah. So you're mapping it all. You're putting it down on paper. Yeah. So is that like what you guys do as well? Like the scoping period and yeah. then. And then at that point, they could even decide whether or not to go ahead. Yeah. It's all mapped out and the plan's there technically. Um, Is that important? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And and is it common for people to even do the scoping process and then after that they understand, oh, maybe this is not the best idea in the world or maybe we can't afford it or maybe Mm. we should pivot. Yeah. Is that common as well? It's very common. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's good to even do it. It's common in... No, it's sorry. It's not common that people do that. Um, it's yeah. it, when you tell them that, uh, when you encourage them to do it, um, either people will think that it's too hard, and yeah. that's when you know that the the person or the individual is not prepared to put in the hard yards that you do, you know, to to yeah. to succeed. But if they're prepared to put yeah. in the time, because it could take weeks and yeah. it could take hours for them to sit down and work themselves and work along yeah. us to put a put a scoping document together. Yeah. Um, that is a telltale sign of whether a person is serious or just wants that million yeah, dollar idea. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like a, a filtering process it for is, you guys it as is. well. Yeah. I mean, we, we can, um, by sitting with a client, just talking with them, we know very quickly whether yeah. or not um, you know there is potential in not only the, the, yeah. the product, but um, about them as an individual because yeah. they will be the ones that will drive that idea to success. That's right. There's also the risk of you know, we've had it before, like someone has the money, mm. they have a hundred grand, they have 200 grand or mm. whatever it is, right? 50 grand. And whether they got it from investment funding or from their daddy or whatever, mm. or they've saved mm. up because they've, they've been FIFO or whatever. Um, there's a risk that even if they could pay for it and even if, you know, they could spend the money, they, they would be like, you, you would build it, but it would be awful mm. because they're not, their plan is terrible yeah. and, they're, and they're not coherent and they don't have business acumen. Yeah. So do you think it's better just to say, look, I'm sorry, <laughs> like you've got the money, great. Yeah. We could build it. We could take your money, mm-hmm. but you might not be happy. We wouldn't be happy with the end product. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So um, it's important as a, uh, as a consultant or even you know, people like yourselves where you actually care about the outcome and not just, you know, scoring a job. Yeah. So my approach is always to, if someone is lacking some business sort of sense, it's to point them in the direction of 
you know, like, um, to have a chat with like a business advisor, to yeah. talk to someone that has an idea about commercialization, mm. to talk to people that actually are experts in the field. We're not an expert in the field, yeah. but we're, um, I'm more than happy if I can see that there are gaps in my client's skill sets is to point them in the right direction yeah, um, yeah. to someone else that I trust and that I would trust in my business. So. Yeah. Cool, mm. cool. Okay, so what... Okay, I always get this question like, should I build a website or an app? And then the question after that is, should I build iPhone or for Android? You know, because everyone's got a budget. You'd, you'd build everything if you could, but... Mm as a priority how do you answer those questions um it, it okay it really depends on what um their feature sets are if they need you know the native feature of the phone like the you know like the the gyro or the camera or the yeah. you know the the gps then you would steer them towards building an app yeah. But if it's just something to automate a system or a process, then a web, a website or a web app um, could, could just be enough to, to, to do it to do the job. Um, these days, um, there is a bit of a rise of, um, of uh, cross-platform hybrid apps, and that's a bit of a compromise as opposed to building apps natively. Yeah, right. So. Um, a lot of our clients are taking up the option of you know building building cross-platform apps uh, using a hybrid version. Yeah, okay. And uh, that sort of you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, is that is that really good? Like, is that a good idea? Yeah, that... absolutely. I think um, with the with the increase in performance of of hardware, like be the iPhone or the Android phones, um, you don't see too much of a performance lag between right. natively developed apps uh, and 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 hybrid apps. So um, cool. look, you're not you're never going to be building a um, you know a game or some sort of gaming engine platform out of it. But um, yeah. yeah, hybrid apps are, are definitely um, yeah. recommended for and clients it, that have a budget. Yeah, and that's yeah. So it's a lot cheaper. Obviously, mm. you have to build one per. Mm. I mean, when you build an iPhone app, do you literally have to start again when you build the Android app? Or if you build it natively, you do. Yeah, when I say okay. natively, you got to write it in Apple language or Xcode, as we right, call it. Okay. Um, Whereas if you start from the beginning and build a hybrid app, it's, I yeah, guess you could okay. call it a one code base. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, cool. So you talked about hybrid apps. What other cool things are coming out for apps? What's the future of apps? You know, are there cool features coming out, whether it's big or small? Yeah, um, I think chatbots are definitely a, a, a yeah. artificial intelligence, machine learning, all yeah. that stuff is uh, is is really at our doorstep, um, yeah, very yeah. prevalent. So um, yeah. trying to find... Um, Trying to wait, find find ways to make your life and your customers' lives easier mm. through chatbots is definitely um, yeah. on the rise. Okay, gotcha. And how would that relate to apps? How would you have a chatbot on an app? Is that like? Ask uh, Siri. Siri. <laughs> oh, okay. So Siri is, that's yeah. what you mean when you say yeah. chatbot. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so in your opinion, is Perth behind in the app game compared to the world? Like is our understanding of, and utilization of apps behind? Mm. Or are we ahead or on par? I think we're a little bit behind in terms of people's willingness to spend money to develop an app. I think on yeah. the Eastern states, people tend to be a, bit, a little bit more um, yeah. risk-taking, whereas we're a little bit more risk-adverse here. Yeah. Um, thinking that, um, you know, we can just sort of, you know, the, the DIY mentality is, is, is quite prevalent quite here. strong here. Yeah. Whereas you know, mm. um, you know, our clients from the East Coast typically will, 
you know, we'll have a, a digital budget. We'll have a, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll actually plan to do an app um, as opposed to just being an afterthought. So yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Got to lift up our game pad. That's it. Um, okay, cool. So is there anything exciting you, you know, in the world of apps or, or software or, you know, you mentioned artificial intelligence, you mentioned chatbots, you mentioned hybrid apps. Is there anything that is exciting you at the moment? Uh, look, there are definitely a lot of exciting um, projects that we're involved in and, and ideas that we're seeing incubating um, in the sort of startup community. I mean, you just have to go into, you know, you just have to talk to people that work on Spark Collabs or, or, or you know, mm. at any of those startup um, houses. Um, there's a yep. lot of good ideas out there, a lot of clever yep. people. Yeah. Gotcha. So if anyone uh, wants to do an app, right, and let, and they don't have the funds, what like what do you recommend they do? You know, seek invest investors, um, partner up with people that could potentially develop it mm-hmm. for them. Like, what are your thoughts? Uh, look, if if you're on an absolute shoestring budget, there's plenty of resources out there to um, you know to do DIY websites, which mm-hmm. can give you some functionalities of an app, mm-hmm. but. Um, to do it properly, um, you'll definitely speak to people that are, know how to build apps, know uh, know the the landscape of, of apps generally, because mm. as I said before, people think that they're gonna be creating the next Facebook, but they haven't done their research. So speaking to people that know the, um, the app space is important, and obviously having mm. good uh, app developers that can uh, basically create your idea into the outcome that you need, so. Yeah. Um, and how do people, how do people like, what's the best way to do research into whether an app is a good idea commercially is it actually just to talk to people or are there certain websites that people need like what's the general thing yeah oh look there's so much information on google i mean you know you ask google and it tells you you just google it um um, definitely that'd be the first place to start because you'll quickly know if there is a competitor product out there um but also have some uh you know some as i said some chats with subject matter experts of the area that you want to be developing in Mm. so um yeah yeah right and um have you got any stories of any successful apps that you've been involved in or ones that have, you know, you don't have to name the names, yeah. but any f- interesting stories? Oh, that look, failed uh, or... Ask me in a month. Uh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got a couple of um, apps that we'll be releasing for our clients that yeah. will hopefully turn into some good news stories. Um, nice, nice. Again, these guys, um, well, the, the clients that we're working for, um, they they did come out um, come up with an idea. We did challenge them. Um, there's clients that we've, we've Unfortunately, you know, told the hard truths, but these these guys have uh, gone, done their research. Um, it did start off with the back of a fad packet sort of idea, but we've helped them along the way. Um, yeah. And like I said, hopefully in a month's time, we'll um, we'll be able to um, tell Sweet. you guys a good news story. Sweet. One of my f- last questions is around, and you you may not, this might might not, or may or may not be your expertise. And if it isn't, then maybe you can still share on your experience. Um, how do people? Because this is the area that I see people fall down a lot on is you can create a beautiful app, but getting it to people to actually use it is another mm-hmm. thing. How do you do that? How do you mass market a- an app? You know? Yeah, yeah. I look, definitely get the experts involved. I mean, you, you, know, you need some sort of uh, communications um, help. So communications companies that can help you to um, commercial uh, to um, launch it and publicize it. Um, I think one thing people do try and skimp on is building a good user experience as well because 
you've only got one chance at at, at holding onto a client uh, onto yeah. a, onto an app user and uh, it's all about building a, a good user experience but definitely if you're going to push it out to the masses um, you know you know get on the get on the social media um, you know talk to you know pub, public uh, relations type companies that can again help you to push out your um, your products so yeah gotcha okay cool um, that's pretty much it today you know have Thank you got you. any any last thoughts around the world of apps or world of software yeah oh, look the, the world of software we're only just at the at the um mm. at the start of it um it all starts with a good idea as we said um but it's all yeah. about trying to execute it so but in terms of technology um language you know the, we talked vr yeah. at one point artificial intelligence machine learning well that's yeah there's yeah. so much more to come um yeah. yeah actually i do have another question around there are other cultures that do it better than us in perth mm. right um you know you got the the Israelis were just awesome at, mm. at tech, <laughs> at creating tech, and, and not just the ideas, but executing. You've got some of these Asian countries like the South Koreans that are also very advanced, but like what, what makes them different? What, what Culturally, what do they do differently from, from us? I think the work ethic of yep. some of these countries, they just, their focus, they just have a relentless focus on getting an outcome. I mean, yeah. That that being in you know Israelis and the Asian market definitely, um, yeah. they just because they work don't they they work they absolutely work off. but they they know the value of hard work um, to yeah. put it in now f- to achieve something that's definitely a value that yeah. um, they have yeah yeah I heard that in I don't know if you've heard this but I've heard in Jewish culture um, in Israel what they do is that they have a lot of feedback sessions. Mm. So so feedback is like a big cultural thing. Mm. So whenever they do a project, small or big, they are, you know, whether the outcome is good or bad, they mm. will commit to having like a session together, all yeah. the people that were involved, yeah. and then they will say what went well, what didn't yeah. go well, they'll yeah. document that, and then they'll learn from it. And they yeah. keep yeah. doing that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Like a lessons learned is very important. Yeah. I think, again, a value or a culture is... Um, you know, they, they probably take a positive out of that sort of feedback. I think yeah, um, they're not sensitive. They're not sensitive about bad it. feedback. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Arthur. Uh, what's the name of the company again? Hyvum. It's Hyvum. Pre- cool. And Progressive Medical. And Progressive Medical. So you've got two companies there. Mm. One that does more. What does Progressive do? Progressive just has a focus around the medical industry, medical. healthcare and medical. Um, whereas Hyvum is uh, general. General, basically. We do um, health and fitness. We do restaurants, yep. hospitality. Yeah, awesome. Everything else. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> thanks. Cool. Cheers, mate. All right. Thanks, I'm Melvin. <laughs> uh, 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 uh,